Good evening, Patriots. And it's still Tuesday, January 4th. And we're going to continue with a scriptural deeper look at what we talked about in the last hour or in the last show, (laughs) which was the insanity of what we're dealing with right now. I try to literally, you try to do this like, let's do a serious intro monologue. You can't do serious these days. There's no way. This world is like, it's like you get up in the morning and it's like you look at your coffee and you're like, oh man, that's such a great cup of coffee. And you turn your back and it's like it's all shaken up and there's froth all over the counter. You're like, okay, what just happened? You turn around, you come back and then it's like the coffee's normal again. You're like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> it's crazy. This <laughs> this is crazy time, man, I'm telling you. Hey, before we begin tonight... Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. I know that's your favorite coffee. Why? Because it's the Bard's brand of coffee, and we're really happy with it. I'm really happy with it. It's a fantastic product. uh, It's designed to give you energy and focus all day long. One cup a day is about all you need. That's pretty much all I drink is one cup a day now. And so, fantastic product, and you can get that at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. While you're there, check out the whole line of health products all designed to work in a health ecosystem one complete system to help regain our health sovereignty those include the gut health triad to help heal and seal your gut from leaky gut syndrome we have the immune xp which is a powerful immune booster built around pine cone extract that's high in vitamin c we have uh, earth which is a full body uh, supplement powder gives you all the nutrients you need And we've got Pure 47, which is a highly refined, one of the most highly refined silver extracts on the market that can literally isolate all the pathogens in your body and fight off all the SARS-CoV nonsense. So check that out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. The Founder's Bible is another great one to look at. The Founder's Bible is a Bible for our time. NASB 1995 edition with our Founder's documents interwoven within there. It really gives you an, an education and an understanding and appreciation of how deeply scripture was part of the living language of our founders while also reading just an incredible version and translation of the Bible. NASB 1995 has become my go-to version now. And you can get 20% off on those Bibles by using your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, at checkout. That's in the coupon section. And finally, MyPillow.com mypillow.com forward slash bards is the bards nation landing page it's an awesome place it's where all the featured specials are great things like three-piece towel set for 39.99 you've got buy one get one free giza sheets uh my pillow pillows are like 75 percent off i'm telling you all these products are amazing i use them all everything i've talked about here i always talk about every night and promote i use and i truly believe and i think they're great products And it's just something to continue to push and promote because it's all good things for good initiatives and good patriot actions. So MyPillow.com forward slash Barge. You can use that. Your promo code is Barge, and you can use it anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the MyStore site. And, of course, Mike Lindell is one of our great patriot CEOs of our time. And he's also got Christ in his heart. So it's all good things to be able to support. All right. So. You know, in the kind of, I just came across this video a minute ago. It's very disturbing, actually. It's a baby that was just born. His eyes 
I'm gonna, I don't even know if it's a he, it or she anymore. I don't even know if I can call it that. It's probably an it. But it was just born. And again, we're, it's the presumption we're thinking that's coming from vaxxed parents. The baby's eyes are black. And like we've been seeing, this is a baby right out of the womb. It's head. He's already lifting its head, eyes wide open, looking around. I don't know what this is. This is crazy stuff, crazyville. But it's back to the same thing that we keep talking about, that these people know what they're doing. We don't. We're the, we're the lab experiment. But these people know what they're doing. Okay. And the deal is, is that they're generating human 2.0 right before our very eyes. And that human 2.0 is already primed for that next iteration that they want, which is transhumanism. And their idea of transhumanism is a fully integrated human being into their AI master web system. And they're building with that. There is two classes of people. There is an elite class and there is a slave class. That's it. Very Egyptian in format, which is apropos because you've heard me say we're in Exodus 2.0. I believe it. I, I, that's how I see the world. We're in Exodus 2.0. So let's keep moving. But I think what's really we have to kind of begin where we, I haven't read this actually for a few weeks, and this was, has been the one verse that I've been reading a lot since Bard's Fest. And I've told you that story, that this was literally given to me Saturday morning at Bard's Fest from a, one of the, of the, we had a prayer team there. It was really an awesome prayer team. Early morning sunrise, they'd be out on the site at Bard's Fest every day praying. And Saturday morning, I got the text from one of the members of the prayer team, and it was like, you need to repent. And then I was given this verse, Jeremiah 6.16. And I, and I really didn't know what to do with that at the time. And as I told you the story before, I reached for my Bible, and my Bible wasn't there. And I realized for the first two days of Bards Fest, I hadn't even looked at my Bible. I'd just been running around. And it really hit me because... What struck me is that we were going off path at Bards Fest. We were starting to fall into just another festival. And that's not what that was about. Bards Fest was about a repentance, about bringing us to God as a nation, as a representatives of a nation. And that was ultimately the goal. And we, that's where everything shifted on Saturday. And it actually, in fairness, it really kind of shifted Friday night because that's when Mike Lindell spoke. And as he spoke, there was a rainbow that broke out over his head. And that's, uh, that was captured on film. In fact, uh, you know, very sad, the guy that captured that on film passed away about a month later because he got sick and then he ended up, for whatever reason, going into the hospital and he died of the normal hospital methods of treating this flu, which was Redemsvir in a ventilator, and it killed him. But anyway, as we... We went through Friday and went into Saturday then. Um, it was a pretty profound moment to receive that. And I, and I, when I received it and reached for the Bible, it was gone. It really did break me. I mean, I'm not kidding about that. I, I was in tears. I really didn't. We had put in so much time and so much effort to make this a God event. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, this is one of these moments, and it's really kind of put on my shoulders. It's like, you know, you're the organizer of it. Fix it. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, what do you, how do you fix an event that's in motion? That was the question I was asking God. How do you fix an event that's already launched in motion? We already have speakers lined up, and we're going off the rails towards this kind of me thing going on. And there's a lot of me going on these days. It's driving me absolutely bonkers. 
and in, 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 and I'm going to I'll do a little rabbit trail here and I'll come back. But, you know, a lot of what we're dealing with right now is an obsession of me. Like I need something. I need this. I need that. I need this. And, and there's a lot of people out here that are and it's happening because a lot of people's lives are being taken, disassembled and rebuilt. Father's working very aggressively at those that want to hear him and follow him. He's bringing them into their fold. And to do that, you have to let go of the me. I don't know how else to say it. If you're going to be a whiner about a me culture, and I, I'm, I don't mean to be insensitive, but then I do mean to be insensitive because sometimes it's got to be tough love. And I'm kind of on this march right now of a little bit of tough love. And I had tough love that Saturday morning. I mean, let me tell you something. When you've put together an event that's thousands and thousands of dollars and speakers coming from all over the world, I mean, all over the country, you've got people there, you have a live streaming going on, you have hotels and all this stuff that ultimately, guess what, Patriots, hate to say it, does not matter. And by the way, that's not to take away from any of the fantastic support that all you gave. And I really am deeply humbled to this day by all of the amazing outpouring of support that came. So don't take that away. But what I'm trying to get to is you have to pare all that away because those are the hooks that really hold us down. And they start to get us pulled off course because we're worried about the wrong things. And that's what I had in it. I literally didn't have much time. I mean, I was given this text at like 6.30 in the morning and I have to be there at 7.30 or something like that, maybe 8. And I've got to, and I'm realizing now, it's like this is put upon me by the prayer team and they're, and they're passing a message along that's very powerful. And here's the verse right before me, Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. That was the split right there. Were we going to, was the, the Bard's Fest, was it going to take the path to seek the ancient paths or were we collectively going to say, we don't, we will not walk in it. And that was put before me. And I, like I said, I had no idea what to do. So I quickly sent out a text to the, Bard's team that was out there and asked them to look for the Bible. I got ready quickly, jumped in my Jeep. By this time, I've got a text back from the amazing Bard's team. They're like, we found your Bible. I was like, whew, that's good. Because that was kind of a special Bible. Uh, one of the members of the prayer team had gone out, and I had asked them to do this. They had found a Bible specifically from St. Charles area for that event. So... Long story short, by the time I'm turning this over to God, I mean, I've got it broken down. I've got this, I'm on the Jeep. I'm driving up to the Bards Fest. I'm like, I don't know what to do. But this is where God's so amazing because I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I'm driving. And by the time, and it's about a 15, 16 minute drive from where I'm at to Bards Fest. And it's literally like every second that I'm driving, God's just slowly just pushing into me what I need. And by the time I, arrive at Bards Fest, I'm clear what has to happen. God's like, understand? Yep, check, got that one. And it, was, it wasn't difficult because here again, we're thinking in terms of we, when we look at these problems, we tend to look at things very uh, complex, in a very complex way. It's like, oh, what, how am I going to change this? How do they change that? You know how we changed it? 
It was so unbelievably simple. And it was, it's, it's so simple, it was so perfect, only God could give it. It was this. I went in and I started grabbing people and I said, you need to get the word out. And I had people talk to, in fact, one of those great people was Brad Cummings, who you've heard from on, on New Year's Eve. And I ran into Brad. I said, Brad, I need your help. And he says, what do you need, Scott? I said, I need you to talk to the speakers and I need you to tell them that we need to repent. And so I systematically did that. And then when I took the stage that morning, which I was usually just doing this short talk and just kind of introduction to the next speaker, I was like, nope, we're just going to do this. And God just compelled me to say, just get on your knees and repent now. So I did. And here's the most amazing thing. Everybody joined. Oh, it was so cool. Everybody joined. Got down on our knees. And we prayed for repentance. And that's carried through. That shifted everything because that's what God does. It's like we we look at shifting like, okay, I got to add the manning list. I got to move this speaker here, there. I've got to do this. It's those are mechanical things. That's not the power of the spirit right there. The power of the Holy Spirit is like a tsunami. Like once you start it, it's like buckle up, you know. Here it comes. And that's where that flood comes in. And that shift changed the entire experience. And then we ended up, and I just, it was such a great moment because I reconnected really with that flow of God. And you all know Michael Beatty. He's been on Miguel California. I'll have him on again after the new year soon. And, you know, Michael Beatty was working for Cloud Hub, another great organization. And I just, I ran into, I saw Michael and he's about ready to go on to play. And I said, we, we need to do, we need to pray together. And I said, I know you have something planned, but and Michael's so awesome. He's just like, all right, dude, let's do this. I'm all in. So we, we got a whole, we got the resistance chicks and we got myself and we had the cloud hub team and we had our great mod bear up there. I mean, we literally just all kind of came together and we just did another praying for repentance that evening. And then we did it again the next day. And the next morning, fantastic sermon. That evening, we had a great sermon by uh, Pastor John Benzinger. And the next day, we had another fantastic sermon by uh, Pastor Tony Wood. I mean, we just, we changed everything by establishing a new set of conditions to allow God to work through us. And to me, that's that's how God works. And it's it's a really, so... Where I see we are right now and what just happened in the last 24 hours and what we need to continue to push on is a lot about Jeremiah 6.16. So we talked earlier about this craziness of, and if you, I'm not going to go into it heavily, so if you haven't, if you don't know this, you need to pick up the previous two Bards FM episodes, which is The 355, which is the movie, and kind of what happened. But as we talked about tonight, what was going to happen in the rollout with 5G, Trump speaking, the 355 coming out, suddenly this thing is in chaos. 5G gets pushed, the rollout of 5G gets pushed out two weeks. CERN gets shifted to March. The 355 is still rolling out. Trump's speech gets canceled. Okay, so it's random events and they may mean nothing. I get that. Or they could mean everything. And what I do know and what I truly believe is that as we presented that last night, the combination of people literally 
praying and being part of that process of our trust in our Lord and through, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, when we had that relationship there and we're pushing that in, I believe truly that we're shifting the world. That is, that is the faith of a mustard seed moving mountains. That's what I believe. And you can take that or you can leave that. But I choose to take it. And this is why. Because when we empower that and we let God know that we're empowering that, I mean, is there anything wrong with that? What's God going to say like, uh, no, you're wrong. That was dumb. I mean, if, okay, if God says that, I'll be like, all right, God, but hey, it looked pretty good. But that's not how God works. We have to give God that avenue. That's why I started with the story. We have to give God the avenue to work. And I'm, for me, as I sat and reflected on it today, I'm like, okay, well, this could be all random events. But when you have a cluster that suddenly breaks up, that's bigger than us. That's huge. And it's a disruptive breakup. It's not like it just all vanished. It's like their plans were revealed, which is what? Darkness to light, as Christ has told us, right? We've been reminded, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. But here's the deal. It wasn't really in the light yet because we hadn't discussed it. And then once we did and we put our prayers to it and we put our action to it, which is two things that are needed, There's a whole disruptive force that gets out there. That's who we are. That's the warfare that we're fighting, and it's a beautiful warfare. That's truly, to me, a big part of the sword of the Spirit. And when we commit to that, when we commit to that, we are literally what they fear the most. This is part of us stepping into our birthright of what we've been told in Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you the authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Well, isn't that what just happened? I mean, we're not through with this yet, but that's literally what we're witnessing right there. So I want to jump in here to something I think is part of, part of a Psalm that's really powerful. And this is Psalm 68, which is the God of Sinai of the, and of the sanctuary for the choir director, a Psalm of David, a song. And it begins, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, and let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad, let them exalt before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness. Sing to God, sing praises in his name. Lift up a song for him who rides through the deserts, whose name is the Lord, and exalt before him. A father of the fatherless, a judge of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell dwell in the parched land. Wow, this is so amazing. I mean, and again, we've talked about this before. If we're going to fight this warfare, we have to be committed to fighting it as we have been told. That is the praising of the Lord. That is the praising of him in the world. That is the proclaiming of his name and, and, the, and the blood of Christ in this world. We're here to wage a warfare against an evil that is so rancid, is so evil. It revels and joys itself in seeing the pain and suffering of people and the destruction of children and the ultimate goal of remaking 
God's creation in a distorted version of itself. That's a level of evil that's not human. And I I don't care how we define this, but when you're dealing with that bit of evil, we are dealing with entities, and I just, that's the only way I can put it, that by function and by spirit are no longer acting or are related to humanity of God's creation. How Think about this. this is, I was talking earlier this evening to somebody, and, and this is how I was putting it. It, was, this is, it goes like this. I want you to, if you go back to the Eastern Bloc under Stalin, there's a lot of stories of people that were putting gulags, they were tortured miserably, and then they were eventually released and allowed to come out to the West where they linked up with family. And there's a real common theme with those folks. And that is when they arrive, there'll be a description of them like their eyes are black, they're deadened to the world, they are lifeless. It's like they've lost all of who they are. Okay. And this is a very common description of people that have been through that much torture and that much pain. But once they reconnect with family and in a time of this healing that they have, a togetherness and their and their strength in God, they are remade. Their joy comes back. And this past, and if you've run into people like this, you'll notice that their past is a past now. It's not burdening over them. It's not hanging on them. They've reclaimed their relationship with God, and, they, and, it's, and they've reclaimed their joy in the world. Now, here's why I bring this up. We hear all the time about these Luciferians, like, well, they're deeply tortured. We've got MK Ultra stuff going on, and this is how they control them. Well, then I have this question. If all these people that are psychopaths are coming from this sort of torturous cauldron of hell and they're human, then how come all these people that came out of the Eastern Bloc, they were tortured under Stalin, didn't become the psychopath serial killers that these creeps did? And my argument is very simple, that, and it does get to bloodlines, that there is something different between us, that God's children and those are not the same because within them there is a lifelessness Within us, there is the joy of life. Now, why does that all make so much, why am I making a big deal about that? Because this fight that we're fighting, we're fighting against something that's purely evil, that finds its joy and reveals and revels in the concept of extolling pain and suffering on others. And every one of these turds up in D.C. is part of it. Every one of them. You can't sit there and put a smile on your face and be proud of something that is destroying people when it's being injected in them. You cannot do that. Not if you're human. So if we are on this other side, how are we going to fight that? Because this is literally where it says, not an eye for, and we do not strike evil with evil. Because it's part of their joy for one reason. What is our joy? Our joy is love, and our joy is improvement and healing. And what does that bring? It brings an indomitable force against evil. It cannot penetrate us when we're standing there in that joy. If we're grinding about anger and we're grinding about bitterness and we're grinding about whatever, we are not putting our full weight into the relationship with God. We're trying to put one foot in one camp and one foot in the other, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen there. You're not going to stay in God's camp. You're going to fall into the pits of hell. It's just that simple. You cannot, walk the, you cannot walk with one foot in each camp. 
But if we're going to stand truly with the Lord, agape love is it's a beautiful place. We are in appreciation for everything that the Lord has created. And each one of us is learning this. But here's the deal. It doesn't mean that it's love like this new agey hug, love garbage. Ugh, it gets me creeped out anyway. It's like, oh, let me give you a hug. It'll be okay. Come, 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 come. I'll give you a big, wet, cheesy hug. I don't want that. I do not want that. What I want is I want truth. And I want this respect and appreciation for someone who can speak truth to me. And with that, that's an appreciation for who I am. And it's strength. Agape love is powerful. It is, it's that line like I was talking about last night. Like you walk up to that line and it's that line. They're trying to pull you across and you're like, hey, no way, brother. Uh, you pull me another inch and I'm wielding the sword of the spirit. I'm going to smote you right to the ground right there and it's not going to be pleasant. And you're going to get smacked and you will not cross. And if you don't leave, take your hands off of our children, it's going to be worse than smoting you. We're going to put a millstone around your neck and throw you down a pit. That's the intensity of agape love because it's within us at the same time that we are together. We are building fellowship and deep love and respect for one another, which is about a supporting and, and deep appreciation for all that God gives within us. We don't have the right words for the whole extent of agape love other than, well, I shouldn't say that. There are two words that describe agape love perfectly. And those words are this, Jesus Christ. That is the one shining example that we have of perfection in agape love. That's what we have. And that's something we're modeling after so that when we're seeking that and we're talking about putting Christ in our heart, we're trusting in that in such a powerful way. And as we grow in that, we learn the strength of it. And we learn the strength. It's right here again in Psalm 68 to reread it. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. What just happened? We've just scattered some of the enemy's forces because he's arising within us. And let those who hate him flee before him. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm like, uh, yo, mm -hmm. you keep messing with us. And I just need you to remind you that uh, God's at my back and Christ is at my front. And boy, I'll tell you, I'll bet they wet their pants and run. It's good. I'm good with it. That's proclaiming that that's proclaiming Luke 10, 19, right? We cannot, we have to be fearless in this fight and we have to look at what we're doing in our relationship as the Lord's asking us to walk. If we're being told in Luke 10, 19, red letter language, which means from Christ, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions. Um, okay. And why are you complying to tyranny? And authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Okay, why are you afraid of nothing? Why are you complying to a mask ritual? Why are you willingly becoming an injection slave? Because you haven't embraced your birthright. Man, we are we are of God's we are God's children. And it is such a beautiful place to walk. Let's go on down to Psalm 68. 32, beginning 32, all the way to the end to 35. Sing 
to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, Selah. To him who rides upon the highest heavens, which are from ancient times, behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God. His majesty is over Israel, and his strength is in the skies. O God, you are awesome from from your sanctuary. The God of Israel himself gives strength and power to the people. Blessed be to God. Man. We literally have to start praising God more. And I don't mean like in, there is the praise in the private space of prayer and worship. I get that. But when we're in this fight, it's like, uh uh-huh, let me tell you who's in this fight with me. You got to throw it down. You really do. I I have, I'm waiting for somebody to go to the school board meetings. I don't go to them because I don't have kids there. Not that I won't go, but I haven't so far. But I mean, it's like, uh, excuse me. But y'all sitting there behind the desk, I just want to remind you about something. Um, I'm a child of God, and I don't care what you do. You're accountable, and at the end of the day, you're going to bow to Christ, our Lord and Savior, and eh, probably bow to me too because I'm standing here with him. So let me remind you about who you're playing with. We have got to proclaim this. We need to be in our communities, singing the praise of the Lord. This is the healing we bring. And it's powerful. I don't know to what end. We've talked a lot about this. I mean, and there's an accountability piece to everybody that's taken the injection. And you know, I'm very strongly opinionated on Not that I ever have an opinion. I'm very strongly opinionated on that. I, it frustrates me to no end. And I I know God has a plan on this, but it's still as a human being, which I am very human. In fact, not like the lizard heads that are running our country, but I I'm very human in the sense that I also am flawed. And part of that is I have a frustration with the fact that people so willfully walked away from the gift God gave us, which is Liberty life, Liberty and the pursuit of happiness to chase after the fear that was put before them that had no basis for other than them being too ridiculously narrow focused to not think and step beyond the box. So I am opinionated there. I also think that it's essential at this point in time that as we come together and as the remnant, that we do commit time, each of us, to praying to have those that took the injection healed. But how God heals is God's way, not our way. I, man, I'm telling you, if it was my way, I don't think people would be very happy because everybody that took the injection would end up being doing community service for the next five years just to remind them about something. But that's not God's way. God is not interested in those trivial ways. And I know that. And that's why I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> I got it. I, I raised my hand. I'm, I'm like, I'm the one causing the problem here. He's like, uh-huh. Uh, did I, uh, did I say community service? No, you didn't. I did. Did I say I needed you to pray? Yes. Did I say I needed my children home? Yes. You know, it's like this sort of thing. So the deal is that we have to spend some time each day. Literally, we have to spend some time praying for those that took the injection. We need to pray for their healing because how God heals is completely in their heart. And this is something I'm going to full testimony here because I don't always think When I get wrapped up in like getting frustrated with all these people taking the injection, and it does get me, 
I mean, the fact of the matter is, if God heals them, we know that God's healing is going to be in the heart. It's not going to be in the place of what's flowing through their veins with this mRNA stuff. Now, what that looks like, are they going to have their body healed? I don't know. God can do it, but will he? That's his call, not mine. But we're talking about healing in the heart, which means awakening to God's love. That's profound. We all know what that's like. We know that when we accept Christ in our heart, it is a profound shift in us. We are truly remade. So if we're praying for healing, that's the praying that we need to be focused on because if these hearts open up and God floods in there and is able to get in and give them this fantastic healing in their heart, oh boy, I'm telling you, you better like get some, (laughs) buy some stock in Kleenex, man. That's what it's going to be like. Where'd all the Kleenex go? We ran out of toilet paper the first time. Now it's Kleenex. It's like, well, this time it's because they accepted Christ. And they're going to be like crying. It's like, good. That's what we want. We want humility. This is good stuff. So I'm I'm feeling great in 2022. All right. I really am. I, I am excited about what 2022 is bringing already. I think that we're starting to shake it. I think the enemy's trying to do everything they can in desperation and they're already seeing it. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm stepping away. I am literally stepping away from politics because I really don't care. It's like, I, I am whatever. That's just nonsense and noise. This fear rattling of, you know, China, China, China. It's like, I can't do anything about that. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I am, I just bought a small piece of property over on the Oregon coast and I'm building up a uh, fighting position so that I can man that by myself and stay off the invasion of the incoming Chinese army. I don't think this is the way it's going to work, patriots. I, and I am a little bit, it's a little bit overwhelming when you try to start a, stop a million man army by yourself. Just saying, probably won't last that long. <laughs> but, but if we're going to walk that path, then let's walk the path of Gideon and let's remember the power of blowing shofars and let's remember the power of the pots of light and let's remember the power of what God brings when we do that in commitment and we shake the earth and we disperse the enemy because the enemy now is being overrun in their hearts by God. They're confused. They start running around and, and destroying themselves. That's what we're praying for. And we're not, I'm not talking about just the, the CCP. I'm going to start right in hometown, right in my backyard with all these idiots that live in my small town and these others that are extending up to my state and then into DC. That's the, that's the wave I want to see. I want to see their hearts opened. I want to see their nonsense causing them confusion and not in disorientation in their battlefield because God's right there going, you aren't touching my kids. You aren't touching my children, and we're not, we're had enough of you. And we're going to get that done because we're going to be praying heavily and focused heavily on the disruption of the enemy. We can do this in such an amazing way. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is the time. So I think that I'm going to make some commitments here. We're definitely going to have to, we'll talk about it. We'll set the time. We're going to do a moment in this next month or two, we're going to set a shofar day. I haven't decided when yet. We're going to set a shofar show. We're going to blow the shofar, get everybody to blow shofars. And we're going to have to start doing weekly prayers again. 
We were doing bended knee way back. And God put it on my heart to do it at 111 every day, every Wednesday. And then bended knee became every day, which was, I don't, and I'm going to go back to the original premise, which God had put on my heart. And it was this, is that we do bended knee once a week. <clears throat> and we do it at 111. And I think we'll do it, probably do it starting tomorrow, live stream, West Coast time, 111. And we'll do that every Wednesday because when we have a week to prepare, we will start, we're able to focus and get ourselves focused in on doing a decisive prayer warfare. That was the whole idea originally. Bring people's focus together so that once a week we are all focused on prayer warfare. So I think 111 Pacific time, that'll be 411 East Coast time. We'll do this and we'll get the GMT time set up so people in other parts of the world that want to join, we want you. And let's do this thing again. Let's do the, start doing this every Wednesday to where we're going to proclaim prayer warfare every Wednesday and just like change the resonance of the earth with glorious prayers that we have and all the great things that we have. And we're just going to start kicking it because I, I'm, I'm at this point where we have to, we've got the enemy right now a little bit disrupted. We need to like decisively destroy them in God's way, whatever that looks like. I don't know if that looks like Jericho. I don't know if that looks like a flood. I don't know whether that looks like, you know, some people finally coming together. I don't know what that looks like, but I know this is we've got to step into this fight more boldly in 2022 and we have to be relentless and hopefully that will lead to other people setting up their own prayer sessions and then we'll pivot on a Wednesday we'll decide on a Wednesday to make it a shofar day but we have to be focused I'm not saying any of this lightly so I'm really putting this out there because if we're going to do these prayer bended knee these are focused prayer moments okay we're not doing this lightly if we blow the shofar, it's not just because we want to blow the shofar. It drives me crazy. I cannot stand these. There's a lot of people. There's enough people out here that do it. They walk out and they're like, woo, woo. And they blow the shofar like it's no big deal. Man, that is an instrument of warfare. And it's not some little stage gimmick. It's an instrument of warfare. So let's, let's get focused on this. And then when we build up to having those shofar moments it's going to be like Gideon's army and we're going to rock it with a shofar and we're going to rock it with our prayer so I will do starting tomorrow we'll live stream I'll set it up and we'll live stream the prayer every Wednesday right here and it'll be and I'll post it on gab so you've got that out there and then, of course, I'll post it afterwards, so if you miss it, you can join in anyway. I don't think, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, God's not going to be like, um, you're late. Sorry, you can't participate. You don't have to worry about that. I don't think that's going to happen. But we want to get as many people together as possible at the time of 111 on Wednesdays. It's 111 Pacific, so we'll, we'll kick the show off at 1. 
and we'll do our prayer. It'll be about a 20, 30 minute show. Okay. We'll start that tomorrow. Um, and that's definitely going to be one eleven PM Pacific because I'm sure as heck not getting up at 1 AM, 11, AM to do a prayer. So make sure everybody's out and going, had your coffee already. You're all jazzed up, ready to roll. Okay. So that begins tomorrow and we are going to, <laughs> someone just wrote on the board that I'm a wimp for not getting up at 1am. All right, whatever you take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So this is a wonderful time and we are, we have got to keep that beautiful, positive agape energy flowing through us. Okay. Seriously. This is, this has to be, this is how we're going to win because I'm going to tell you, don't forget, as I said, I've said it before, but don't forget to laugh a bit. It is pretty, when you start looking at stuff, you're like, oh my goodness. And you have to take, go from like the shock and awe to like, these people are off the chain. And so we have to fight this war with the power of what God gives us, which is the love and glory for this world. That's the strength of agape. You know, I, I can't imagine, I just can't imagine Christ must have just enjoyed so many moments with his disciples. I mean this. It's just, you could just see him like sometimes looking at them like, oh, here we go. And just laughing because why? Because they're just, they're, they're honest, they're pure, they're people, they're human beings. And Christ is living in, as, as the son of God, he's living in the body of man and he's there. And you could just see him remark, looking at the world going, this place is nuts, but all right, I'm in, I'm game, let's go. So let us embrace the joy and the glory that God gives us. Let us embrace the fantastic world that we have. Let us embrace the kingdom. And let's occupy this land and expand this kingdom. And let's do this, not only in every show are we doing a prayer, but let's make sure that every Wednesday we're armed and ready to hit because we're going to assault the enemy. It's just going to be like Jericho. It's going to blow their walls right open. It's going to be like Gideon. We're going to blow the horns and break the pots of light. And it's going to be like David, like driving a stone right between their eyes and dropping them to the ground. And there has to be, and I'm going to be honest, this is my opinion, I mean, I, you should know, mail me by now. I am not, I'm not out here going, oh, we're going to make the enemy happy and joyous and we're going to join them for dinner. Like heck, I'm going to do that. They're not coming to my table. I've said before, I'll be the first one to, I'll be like, uh, God, yes. Can I, can I operate the elevator? You want to do what? I, that elevator going down to the flake of fire. Can I have that job? Okay. Why? Because I literally want to kick their butt inside that elevator and toss them a little spoonful of water and hit the down button and laugh. You'd be like, uh, you can cut the laughter out. This is kind of serious. I'm like, all right, so promise, no laughter. <laughs> I don't think I could control myself. I'd be like, hey, how's it going? Well, welcome. Welcome to Hotel California. And when I press the button, you ain't ever leaving, brother. Bye. See you. Have a good time. Down we go. <laughs> anyway all right patriots look we're having a rocking time starting in 2022 we did a we've just we're, we can feel it 
and whatever's happened in the last couple of days, we're really moving together now and we're starting to rise up as a true remnant and we're starting to rise up as a powerful force of God's children standing up. We have to do that now. We are leading the world. So whatever you do and if you feel down, don't be down. Right? If you start to feel the weight of the world, start to get angry, start to be bitter and whatever, don't. Turn to Christ and just say, look, I need some help right now because he's there. Put Christ deep in your heart. Keep those prayers active. Don't let that enemy in on you. Anger is one of the most corrosive elements of you can possibly have because anger will get into your belly and it will corrode everything. And we don't need anger or fear. Those are the two things. Because when we're walking over here with Christ, is we're not walking with fear. We're walking with the power of love. And it's the love of agape love, which is strong. It's unbelievably strong. It's connected. And that's the whole thing. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed to be in this time and we are so energized as we head into this, what we are calling the new year. And regardless of how it is or what we celebrate, it is the point, Lord, that we are here now with a refreshed set of eyes and a new set of ears to look at this world clearly and to see truly what's before us. And Lord, we we are humbled, truly humbled by all that you give. And we, we just reach out to you and we, we sing our praises with the joy that you brought into our lives, the, the incredible sacrifices that have been made for us here, Lord. And we just ask as we step in here now just to feel that more, that deeper, greater wisdom, that strength of Gideon for us to literally blow the horns and break the pots of light to scatter the enemy. And Lord, we stand here wanting to do the moment, have the moments of Jericho where the walls fall and we disperse the enemy completely. And that strength of David, Lord, that we stand before this enemy and we throw that stone that brings them to their knees. Let us wield the sword of the Spirit, Lord, in the most powerful way, that we disrupt the enemy's plans, that we throw them into chaos, that we constantly keep them dispersed. And through this, Lord, that we reclaim our connection, our our foundations, our strength as a fellowship, as a community, to start raising up the power of this remnant in this world, the remnant to lead the others, to truly become the lamp on the hill, the salt of the earth. And let us be that for that strength and to bring people back to you, Lord. Let us touch their hearts and let you work through us so that you can open their hearts. And as you open their hearts, let them come back to Christ Jesus for salvation and a way home. We thank you. We're humbled, Lord, by all that you've given. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Man, it's game on, Patriots. Game on. So let's get ready. Tomorrow begins the new offensive. And as we push through every day with our, with our spiritual warfare, tomorrow we launch again, bended knee. 111. 111 p.m. Pacific time whatever time that is, adjust. And if you can't tune in, just know that we're there. At 1.11 p.m. Pacific time is when we're going to be launching this prayer assault. And this is going to be like berserker assault. We're going to be breaching the doors, shaking the enemy, rocking the skies with thunder, and bringing the Lord into people's lives. This is, this is it. This is our offensive. We start now. Don't wait. No more waiting. And we will win. With God, of course. 
but victory's ours. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. What a beautiful time to be alive. Keep your prayers focused on those things that are really helping us build this amazing fellowship, strengthen this remnant, and healing those that are wandering. We need to bring them home. We really do. We don't need to believe the narrative. We don't need to accept the narrative that there's going to be so much pain and suffering on this earth because that's what they want. I'm going to believe and work on the narrative that we can raise up the power of God's healing and just so that we at least know that each one of those that has walked that path in the vax at least can find a way home. That's the most important thing. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And right now we have to lean into him more than ever. And in the end, God wins. But we're here for a reason. And we have a purpose and a mission. And that mission is forward to the horizon until dawn. See you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you. 